Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, whatever you missed, John Cobell Show On Demand, the podcast on the iHeart app. We're going to talk with uh, Carl DeMaio now. Uh, Carl is a radio talk show host. He's also uh, been uh, served as a politician in the San Diego area on the city council. Uh, he is the chairman of Reform California. His organizations have gotten uh, politicians recalled and also uh, referendums on the ballot. Very active over the years. And now he's coming. He's always running for, for state assembly, too. And um, he's coming out against Proposition 1. This, this is a reason to uh, vote in the March primary. Is Proposition 1 is going to uh, borrow over $6 billion to fight homelessness. And we've warned you uh, two reasons, two reasons to uh, be very suspicious of referendums that uh, want to authorize borrowing. One is um, often the, uh, well, like high-speed rail, right? They, they, we've, we've borrowed $10 billion for that, and they never built anything. Now, 15 years later, 
secondly, with homelessness, we agreed on billions of dollars in taxes in L.A. City and L.A. County just six years ago. And as you know, the homelessness has exploded since. So either when you borrow money in this state, either nothing happens or the problem gets worse. And Carl says, don't trust Proposition 1. Let's get him on the line here. Carl, how are you? Hey, John, how you doing? Uh, I am doing good. Tell me, uh, they, they always have a good marketing line, right? And they claim mm -hmm. that Proposition 1, if it passes, it's uh, going to provide uh, 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 like miracles to solving the homelessness crisis. What, are, yeah, what, the what, same, you, what the, is the claim? And then you tell me why it's not going to work. Yeah, the, the, the same people who created a homeless crisis out in California that is unique to our state, by the way, um, are now saying trust them again with more money on a credit card because these are bonds. Uh, to double down on their failed policies. That's what Prop 1 is all about. The ballot title says Prop 1 uh, will provide mental health treatment and housing for homeless people. That's the ballot title, but that's really deceptive. What Proposition 1 actually does, are you ready for this? It raids mental health treatment dollars. In fact, it cuts a third of mental health treatment dollars at the local level. And it takes that money and hands it over to, you guessed it, rich, politically connected housing developers who then will build government-subsidized housing projects uh, and give the keys away to homeless people with no strings attached, no requirement that the homeless person get to the root cause of why they are homeless, why they are dysfunctional. And so this is all called the Housing First Program in the state of California. It's been around for about 15 years. And that, about that time is when our homeless prices started skyrocketing higher. And I don't think Californians understand because the media doesn't want to point this out. But homelessness across the country since 2010 has gone down by double digits. Homelessness across the country in all the other 49 states down by an average of double digits since 2010. In California, it is up by more than double digits. In some cities like Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, and San Diego, it's up by triple digits. Why? Because we don't do homeless programs like the other parts of the country. Instead of focusing on treatment and law enforcement and uh, compelling people to get to the root cause of their problem, which is mental health and substance abuse, in California, we tell the providers on homelessness that they're not allowed to require mental health treatment. They're not allowed to do drug tests. They should just give the keys to a unit, either your hotel room or a apartment for a homeless person. And as a result, developers in the last 10 years, John, have seen a huge boondoggle opportunity. They go to the politicians saying, let us build these expensive condos and you give them to the homeless people and then we'll make a profit. And by the way, as a thank you, we'll give you a big campaign contribution. If you follow the money, these developers routinely are bankrolling through their contributions. The Democrat Party, political parties, even the Republican Party has gotten money, um, and uh, uh, the individual campaigns of these uh, these uh, politicians so, can vote for these subsidies. So, so this is a, that's what Prop 1 is. This is a big racket, again, to enrich housing developers. And enrich the politicians. Again, the politicians are only going along as long as they get a piece of the cheese. 
and the piece of the cheese that they get is the 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 campaign contributions. If you get someone who's homeless treatment and they kick the habit and then they start supporting themselves independently, the politician knows that they'll never get a big thank you campaign contribution from that person that you just saved the life of. No, 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 no. So don't focus on saving lives and getting people you know, uh, off the, uh, the, 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 the medicine or the, uh, uh, the, the drugs that they've been using uh, or get them the mental health issue uh, uh, addressed. Instead, give money to developers who can immediately give you a campaign contribution. Prop 1 does that. And it, what's, what's horrific about Prop 1 is that it doubles down on this failed strategy. It borrows at a time when the state is facing a financial crisis and cuts the very programs that we need to have available for homeless people, the treatment programs. And I'm telling you right now, we have a mental health crisis in California. We have a drug abuse crisis in California. It is going to be exponentially worse because developers are taking this big, massive chunk of money up front. This is really evil. Did you see that Cal Matters story that came out recently? Because we talked about it on Monday. It chronicled a, a nonprofit here in L.A. that got about 100. Oh, yes. Oh, 100. Yeah. Hopix. I, I, Hopix. I, I don't know about the article, but I, I, I do know about the nonprofit you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the slumlord, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's a couple of these stories. This one is a, a, a nonprofit called Hopix. They got $140 million in tax money. They rented out 300 apartments for 300 homeless people. They never paid the rent. The homeless people yes. ended up getting evicted. And they lost track of a lot of them. So they're, they're back to being homeless. Hopix kept the money. And the landlords are out because they never got the rent for the last year. And okay. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, one, I'm multiply this by who knows what, 100, 500, 1,000? This is what's going on in the whole industry. This is why the homeless never get any help. Yeah, and, and to, to a bigger point, in, in Los Angeles, Los Angeles is always, you know, corrupt and you know, it's got inefficiencies. But um, the affordable housing costs per unit in, Cal in, in California are $800,000 easily. Uh, in Los Angeles, a lot of the projects are a million dollars. So these quote unquote housing first homeless uh, units, the developer is building these at a million dollars a pop. In San Diego, there was a developer who got this money, the housing first uh, homeless money. And said, oh, I'm going to do a really cheap project. It's going to be containers. You know the shipping containers yeah. at Long Beach and San Pedro? Um, shipping containers, the metal shipping containers. And this developer took two to three shipping containers and welded them together. And that became the unit that the, the, the homeless person would live in. John, the cost per unit, $600,000 for shipping containers, for God's sake. It's because... <laughs> It's because a lot of this money goes to these consultants and the politicians and the campaign contributions. So this $6.8 billion bond that Proposition 1 would authorize and put taxpayers on the hook for is nothing but a boondoggle financing scheme. It's going to make homelessness worse. We need to say no. Vote no on Prop 1. We have more information at our website, cleanupourstreets.org. Cleanupourstreets.org. And we're waging a, um, a David versus, versus Goliath campaign here because the, the big housing developers are bankrolling Gavin Newsom's Prop 1 yes campaign. We're relying just on you know average citizens mm. to chip in for the no on Prop 1 campaign. The op-ed that I have in the uh, Southern California News Group, um, you know, the, the Orange County Register and all their 11 other papers, 
has gotten so much feedback and uh, a lot of people are contacting us, but we need to spread the word. So share that website, chip in a contribution at cleanupourstreets.org. Very good, Carl. As always, excellent work. And we'll talk with you again about this as we uh, get closer to March 5th. Thanks so much, John. Take care. All right, Carl DeMaio. They do this on purpose. Newsom knows what this is about. They all know what this is about. This is a scam. They're effective at marketing scams. They marketed high-speed rail. They marketed Prop 47, which has led to a huge increase in crime and public drug abuse. They know this stuff doesn't work, but they run misleading ads, misleading campaigns. They always have an attorney general to write uh, deceptive titles and summaries. We've got Rob Bonta doing it now. We had Kamala Harris do it in the past. And in this case, it is a racket to enrich housing developers who then give the politicians a cut, a kickback. That's why Gavin Newsom is for this. Gavin Newsom is going to run for president. He needs the housing developers to contribute to his presidential campaign down the road. So that's why he's pushing Proposition 1, which, again, as Carl said, takes money away from existing mental health projects and puts it into housing projects. But it costs a million dollars a unit to build housing here in L.A. County. One million dollars. How the hell are we going to supply just in L.A. County, right? There's over 70,000 homeless people at a million each. It would cost tens of billions of dollars. It's never going to happen. Not to mention that, you know, a, a, a majority of these people are from out of state. There's people coming from all over the country and we're supposed to award them million dollar apartments. Paid with tax money, borrowed money. Anyway, vote no on Prop 1. I don't know what else to say. You know, stop being a sucker and voting for these scams. More coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Two things to know. One is uh, it's a short week and I neglected to promote the ghoul pool yesterday. So, uh... The Ghoul Pool is going on right now. On, on Tuesday, we announced uh, all the winners for 2023. And now it's time to pick three celebrities who you think are going to who you think are going to die in 2024. Three of them. All right. The link, the link is on the John Cobalt Radio Twitter and Instagram. Okay, and also the website and the website, of course. Right. Okay. So go to uh, Twitter. Go to Instagram. Go to kfiam640.com. The John Cobalt Show page. Any of those, put in three celebrities you think are going to die. It's a fun game. Everybody plays. And uh, you could get uh, a win at the end of the year. Maybe there's a prize. Maybe there's not a prize on it. Were there prizes this year or we don't know? Yeah, there's prizes oh, this there's, year. Oh, there was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some years there aren't. Uh, secondly, Moist Line. Uh, again, short week. Uh, and uh, I haven't uh, promoted this enough either. 877-MOIST-86. Uh, if you have any complaints, any issues, any problems, any uh, scolding that needs to be done, uh, opinions on Deborah are always welcomed. 877 Only good ones. Huh? Only good ones. <laughs> We're not going to play debatable. The, We're not going to play the good ones. <laughs> no 
know, Eric put some nice ones in. There have been some, some nice they're ones. Warranted. Not, yeah. not, well, he doesn't get that many. Uh, 877-MOIST-86. <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> and so you do that because tomorrow is Moist Line Day, right? Woohoo! Moist Line Day. We can't play dead air. All right, this is funny. We just we just got this story out of out of the New York Post. It fits right in with our last segment. We had Carl DeMaio on uh, about this scam Proposition One. They're trying to get you to vote on in the March primary ballot that would borrow six billion dollars for homelessness. And actually, what it's going to do is it's going to end up uh, stealing a lot of money for from existing mental health programs. It's it's just a disaster. They're building homeless housing. For a million dollars per unit, a million here in LA County. So, borrowing six billion for this nonsense is 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 a, a, just another disaster. Now, Eric Adams is the incompetent mayor of New York. I cannot remember a time where so many big cities have had really horrible mayors. I mean, destructive, stupid, incompetent mayors. Uh, Eric Adams is doing the job in New York City, boy, huh? He's the one who declared a sanctuary city, and after he declared it a sanctuary city, 161,000 illegal aliens have shown up in his city. And now he has been whining and complaining, screaming to uh, Joe Biden to give him money for it. He never says stop coming, and he never renounces the sanctuary city status. He just wants our tax dollars to pay for it. And he's desperately trying to change the subject in New York. And um, he announced today that New York City isn't as bad as Los Angeles. And he even held up a photo of a homeless encampment from L.A.'s Skid Row to prove it to reporters. Let's play the clip. This is another city in America. This is another city in America. This is what I saw <laughs> when I was driving around the city January 1st, 2022. This is an example of another city in America. This is what this is what you threw up your hands. Fires burning on the street, children out here. There are no toilets. <laughs> this is go look at other cities. And look at what we inherited when I put in place our homeless encampment task force. You don't see this in New York. And there are those who say, I'm harsh because I don't allow this to exist. That's what I'm fighting against. <laughs> you want this in front of your house? Do you want this in front of your house? You want your children to see this? This is what you want your children to see? Not why I'm mayor. <laughs> and he's holding up. We've got a picture of it here. He's holding up a photo of uh, Los Angeles' Skid Row. Look at this. We're getting... Karen Bass is getting mocked by Eric Adams. Not while I'm mayor. Uh, however, crime rates in New York City are up 31% compared to 2019. Uh, Adams didn't even explain where the photo was from specifically, but the Post tracked down the image, and it was Skid Row, February 2023. And if you look at it, it shows a man heating a donut over a fire that he ignited on the sidewalk. Um, he he switched he changed the subject because a reporter had asked 
the uh, a, a New York police official a question about auto thefts in New York. Auto thefts are up 191%. 191% since the uh, pandemic started. And this police official... Uh, everybody's trying to change the subject, saying, hey, we got, we got, we took, we cleaned up 5,300 encampments, which is great. If that's true, and I don't trust anybody, if that's true, that's great. But the reason he segued into homelessness is he, the guy was getting crushed on the auto theft uh, burglary rate. Uh, the New York City chief of patrol, his name is John Chell, he said, I don't see a lot of them anymore, meaning the encampments, and I'm sure you don't. We've had a 30% reduction in calls from the public about encampments. It's working. It's quality of life. Uh, however, they do have 161,000 illegal aliens. Uh, and those people were camping out in the streets not that long ago. I don't know what they've done with them. I don't know where you put 161,000 people. What, what, what a mess this country is. What a freaking mess. Between the Biden administration and clowns like Eric Adams and clowns like Karen Bass, what a stinking mess. Things that never existed before in our history. And they're all blaming each other. Eric Adams is, uh, is, is blaming Biden, and, and, and now he's shaming Karen Bass. Although he's right. I mean, if this is true, and they cleaned up 5,300 encampments, we had a story last hour. In fact, you ought to listen to it in the podcast. We had a story last hour. Channel 7 did it on how a, a big homeless encampment that was cleaned out on uh, Coenga in the 101 is back. Restaurant uh, owner almost got whacked by a beer bottle inside his restaurant. Channel 7 did a whole story because the whole encampment grew back and Karen Bass's, what, her only comment was, we're a little late. Yeah, we're a little late. She cleaned it up. It came back. She said, okay, we'll clean it up again. And she never did. And then Channel 7 caught her because the beer bottle was, was, was whipped at uh, this uh, restaurant owner's head. What a disaster. What just bunch of boobs. All right. When we come back, uh-huh, this is good, too. Another city run by clowns uh, is San Francisco. There is now a video going around, uh, and it's a video of a fentanyl user writhing and moaning on a San Francisco street for two hours. And we're going to talk to Erica Sandberg. She's an independent journalist up in San Francisco. We've had her on before. She reposted the video, and uh, she's, uh, she's colorful. You're going to enjoy her coming up in minutes. How could this guy be twisting and writhing and moaning for two hours? And that's uh, who's the mayor up there, London Breathe, another clown. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. On the radio, one till four, after four o'clock, John Cobalt show on demand on the iHeart app. As well, uh, boy, oh boy, we went from uh, L.A. to New York now to San Francisco. Uh, more uh, news about uh, major, beautiful, thriving U.S. cities dis- disintegrating into chaos and filth and crime. This, I, you have to hear this. We're gonna we're gonna talk with uh, an independent journalist, Erica Sandberg, out of San Francisco in just a moment. She had reposted this video of a man. uh, This was originally posted on December 26th on X. And the audio we're playing is just 45 seconds. Reports say that this guy uh, for two hours was screaming and writhing, moaning, twisting on the ground. Uh, He was, I've never seen anything exactly like this before. And here's what it sounded like. He's, he's thrashing around on the street, off the sidewalk. He's slamming his arms on the ground, slamming his legs, rolling around, twisting around, grabbing his head. For he 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 was like trying to stand on his head. He's got his pants pulled down to his ankles, and it's like this massive spasm fit. I I don't I've never, I don't I mean it says he's on fentanyl, but I thought fentanyl knocks you out flat and you go into a deep uh, sleep. I mean, this looks more like meth, but in any event, let's get Erica Sandberg on. Uh, Erica, how are you? Good to have you on again. Hi. <laughs> Great to be here. What? What is this? I mean, he's... Yeah, it's not fentanyl. That's not fentanyl. No, that's that not. Either No, it's a combination of... It could be meth, 
combined with some other toxic chemical, a little bit of fentanyl, a little bit of um, iso, um, so carcassinol. There's all kinds of of, uh, chemicals floating around in our streets and that people are buying and using and going into psychotic states. And it is absolutely infuriating and disgusting and heartbreaking all at the same time. You, you see him do it just, I mean, it's a 45-second clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not uncommon. It is not uncommon. And it is not ethical. It's certainly not moral. Um, and yet this has been the uh, accepted way in certain parts of the city where, you know, it's the Tenderloin, it's the Civic Center, it's South of Market Area. It's a free-for-all. And... and- it's infuriating. And nobody in government is embarrassed by this? Healthcare officials? I mean, the healthcare officials who locked us all down for for years, they're not upset over this suffering, this insanity in, in the middle of the street? I, I don't understand. Why isn't anybody taking them away and putting them in a treatment center? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we're working on. You know, the good people who are working to oppose this type of uh, negligence. Um, yeah, we're trying. We're doing our best. They're doing their best. It is the powers that be that's not. It is the health department that has fallen on, asleep on the job. They have allowed this to happen. They perpetuated this nonsense about uh, harm reduction, use safely. You, what you just saw, that's using safely. Is he dead? If he's not dead, he's using safely. I mean, that's the <laughs> low bar. That's the low bar that we have, that they have. It is, it is disgusting. And they are they embarrassed? Not embarrassed enough. It, <laughs> if, they are, if they are, they're not changing. These, these officials, are they running some kind of death cult? I, I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah. There, there's there's 2,000 that die every year on the streets here in Los Angeles. I don't know what the number is in San Francisco, but it's probably proportionate, if not a higher proportion there. Uh yeah, I, I, I mean, we're on track for around 900 de- uh, untimely deaths here due to uh, overdose and drug poisonings in, in the city of San Francisco for 800,000 people. We don't even have a million. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, I think we probably take the prize in terms of um, uh, deaths per capita. Yeah, I'm looking at the drug overdoses. Uh, they had a chart in the Daily Mail. In 2017, there were 222 deaths from overdose, and in 2023, 752. It more than tripled. Oh, and, yeah. and and so whatever policies they have are disasters. They don't work. No, I don't know how other way, what other way I can put this. This is a humanitarian crisis. It has been a complete cluster F of the worst policies you can possibly imagine, overpaid um, city officials, not caring, not not paying attention. Uh, have, are, they're ideological. They've got these theories about how all this stuff is supposed to go, right? But they're not practical. They're not practical, and they're not they're not helping the individual, and they're hurting the city so dramatically. So yeah, it, it is. They've got to go. 2024, it's an election year. We have a lot of people who are in the sidelines, ready to go. What is it? Is it just a money racket? We've been talking a lot about that just today, that a lot of these 
homeless nonprofit programs, drug treatment programs. They just take the tax money. They pay much of it to themselves. They It has no effect. The problem gets worse and worse. And then they take some of the money and donate it to politicians to keep them in office. So is it that all it is, a big money laundering scam? Well, in some ways, I mean, you have to look at it. We have these uh, enormous number of contracts with nonprofit organizations that are supposed to be helping do the right thing, getting people into treatment, uh, giving them the right care, getting them uh, mental health care and, and substance use. And it's grift. It is positively just, I mean, nobody's minding the store. There's no accountability. These, these organizations aren't being, aren't being over. There's no oversight. Uh, and clearly, it's not working. And millions and millions of dollars are being poured into the system. Um, it is, a, 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 you know, I think right now it has reached the, the point where it's, it literally can't go on. We are, we are really in it. When I say a crisis, like our city is falling apart. It is still beautiful. It's still wonderful. There's still great areas. Not saying that that's not true because it is true. Um, but how, you know, we, we need to be realistic here. Um, we cannot turn a blind eye. It, there, there are very serious, very fatal <laughs> Uh, issues happening well looking at this video it's it's hard to watch mm -hmm. I, it is. all you think is well when is somebody going to grab him when is somebody going to like some big strong man wrap his arms around this guy <laughs> and then you know have some health care officials you know force him into an ambulance and right. it never happens apparently he just went right. on like that smashing himself on the ground for two hours yeah yeah and he will die he will, I mean, we're all going to die, but he will die prematurely and, and suffer before that happens. That's a guarantee. It's an almost guarantee. What do you think yeah. it's going to take so, for everybody to, to drop this stupid ideology? Because it seems like a religious cult. You know how you can't get people inside a cult to realize yes. that their lives have been destroyed by the cult leader? I don't know who the cult mm -hmm. leader is here, but when do the people in San Francisco politics, L.A. politics, all of it, realize that they have, they're destroying the cities? Yeah, it's not that difficult of a problem to solve, theoretically. Um, it's just putting it into practice and changing people's minds. You know, we have to stop the drug dealing. It has to stop. I, I'm sure it's the same in L.A. where there's it, it, the drug, open drug scenes are so thick and intense and free for all. Right. That's got to stop. Once you once you stop that, if you come down hard on the dealers, arrest, prosecute, make it as unpleasant as possible for them to do business. A lot of these problems will leave that area. They will. No, they're going to go someplace else. Okay, then that 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 area needs to deal with it. But on a uh, on a kind of a case by case uh, situation, you know, where here are you in San Francisco? Can we scare these people out? Can we get them out? Yes, it can be done. Will it be done? No. At the same time, the people who remain, who need assistance, who truly need care, we've got to be able to catch them. The Salvation Army is doing a great job. They have a new program. I'm, I'm really excited about it. But, uh, you know, it, we're, there, there has to be a will. Erica, thanks for coming on with us. My pleasure. Erica Sandberg, independent journalist. Uh, she's a host on San Francisco Beat. Uh, if you want to go online, uh, you on, uh, on X, uh, Erica has posted it.
And uh, it all originally came from something called Dodge Place Tenderloin SF. That's the name of the account on X. Where And, and it's because it's Dodge Street where the guy is writhing. And um, it was December 26th, 2023, day after Christmas. And he, I have never seen anybody act like that. And if it actually went on for two hours, that is astonishing that uh, a, a man's brain could be so disrupted that he would have this. I, I, I just, I, I mean, he just kept tumbling around and around and slamming his arms and slamming his head and, and, and standing on his head. And it just, it, it just he, compulsively, he couldn't stop it. I don't know what that drug is. More coming up. Uh, oh, after 3 o'clock. Uh, well, it's, it's all part of the same thing. I mean, this is what's going on in the world now. Uh, you, you know, there are kids going on Snapchat, and they're buying fentanyl. Uh, they think it's something else. They think it's Xanax or Adderall or Percocet, whatever. And they buy it. They take the pill. It's actually laced with fentanyl, and they die. And we have a woman named Amy Neville. This is what happened to her son. Uh, a few years ago, Alexander Neville, and she has helped uh, produce a film. It's a 30-minute film that's going to debut in Orange County in San Juan Capistrano uh, tonight. And it's also going to stream online beginning tomorrow. And it's about the dangers of fentanyl, buying it on Snap on Snapchat. They have sued the company Snap uh it's, it's like, uh, I think there's 60 parents that have joined together because Snapchat has allowed this drug selling to happen. They know it's been happening for years and they didn't do anything to stop it. And these uh, teenagers are dying. Um, so it's, it's, just, it's just incredible the lack of uh, care among so many of the adults in positions of power and influence now. It, it's really shocking. We have a lot of sociopaths running things. Uh, that's ahead after 3 o'clock. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show On Demand. Uh, Moist line at 877-MOIST-86. You better call. Better call today. We've got room. 877-MOIST-86 and unleash... Uh, you know, whatever mental illness you have inside of you. Ghoul pool entries, ghoul pool entries. You could go on our uh, X account and Instagram account or our webpage, KFIAM640.com. John Cobalt Show. Three celebrities you think are going to die in the uh, coming year because uh, the deadline is when? What? what uh, 11.59 p.m. tomorrow night. Oh, my goodness. So today and tomorrow are the last days to vote on your Google pool selections. And also on the Twitter page at John Cobalt Radio is the video we were just talking about in the last segment. Oh, of the guy writhing in San yes. Francisco. Oh, yes. you, you got to watch that. You have to see that. You've never seen this before. I guarantee it. All right. Now, in, in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to have Amy Neville on. And as I mentioned, uh, Amy is a mother in Orange County. Her son, Alexander, uh, died of fentanyl poisoning at the age of 14 back in 2020. He bought a pill on Snapchat. He wanted to ease his anxiety. He thought it was Xanax. Turned out to have fentanyl in it, and it killed him. And there's a whole group of parents. Uh, in fact, uh, 60 sets of parents have um, sued the parent company of Snapchat. The company is Snap. 
for allowing these drug pushers to sell fentanyl under the guise of these other medications. Uh, and a California judge yesterday issued a ruling allowing the lawsuit to continue. Um, it's over 60 young people who died of fentanyl overdoses. And the complaint says that Snap and Snapchat's role in illicit drug sales to teens was the foreseeable result of the design, structure, and policies that Snap chose to implement to increase its revenues. Now, often people try to sue social media companies for the content online. You could imagine how many dozens of hundreds of ways you could get offended and want to sue. But generally, the social media companies are protected under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. <clears throat> that was a law passed, I believe it was 1996, during the Clinton administration when the Internet first came to be uh, a widespread uh, public entity, when everybody originally signed on and started using it. And uh, the companies that had had services online where people could post things, they needed protection because they said, look, we're like the telephone company. You can't sue the telephone company because someone did something illegal and offensive during a phone conversation with you. So we need that same kind of protection. And it did make sense up to a point. But now when Snapchat allows drug dealers to sell fake drugs that are actually laced with fentanyl. And by the time you get to 60 teenagers dying, uh, you know that there's something wrong with your business model. And what was proven when those Facebook papers were leaked is that Facebook, which owns Instagram, knew that a lot of their Instagram sites uh, were being used by anorexic girls, and it was either instigating or aggravating their anorexia because these girls started uh, idealizing these people that they were following. You know, they, there's actually anorexia accounts where girls are showing how, you know, they weigh 80 pounds or 70 pounds and, and look at me and other girls are following them and, and they're, it's aggravating their anorexia. And, and then according to the internal documents, the engineers at Facebook, the executives at Facebook knew this, but these, these girls are so hyper-engaged, they end up seeing a lot of advertising. So they didn't want their engagement numbers, their engagement time to be diminished, the amount of ads that these girls see be diminished. And so they decided not to interfere with that whole phenomenon. Well, that's what you've got here, too. You know, the, the, the drug dealers are uh, getting, bringing a lot of traffic to Snapchat. And um, Snapchat doesn't want to get in the way of all that potential revenue. There would be no other reason for this because they, they, could, uh, they could blot anything out. They do blot a lot of questions. They, they blot a lot of things that are entirely innocent. You know, remember, they, they were, oh, my God, during the COVID crisis when they, they decided... You know, when the Biden administration colluded with uh, with uh, Twitter to block any any post that questioned the government's COVID policy, <laughs> they were very effective at shutting down COVID skeptics. Anyway, we're going to talk with uh, Amy Neville coming up because uh, they have a 
She has a foundation now in honor of her son, and they're producing this movie. And we'll talk about the movie, too, uh, because it's uh, having a private screening uh, tonight in San Juan Capistrano. All right, that's next. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.